Someone once made a joke and said that if the British Museum returned everything that they stole from Africa and different parts of the world, the museum would be a big white hole with nothing. Unfortunately, the British and many other museums across the globe are hell-bent on holding on to African artifacts. Some are artistic and some have spiritual value to Africans, but they refuse. They think it's theirs. They think it's their innate white duty to hold on to these things and protect them because Africans cannot protect them. Africans have no use for their own traditional spiritual artifacts. Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie is not having it. She's saying it as it is she says if you take something that is not yours you're a thief and if you hold on to it and refuse to return it you're not just a thief you're an immoral thief uh, my concern about this is where do you actually draw the, the the line with this the collections of our great national institutions have been developed over many many centuries in many times in uh, questionable uh, circumstances I think the question now is about what we do with these. Mm. I love the Benin uh, bronzes. I've seen them many times throughout my life. And I think them being in the British Museum, uh, which is a world repository of heritage, allows people to see it. But look, that doesn't Understood. stop us oh, from, from, uh, from sharing it. Uh, okay. When we talk about this art that was stolen, we're told that they cannot be returned to Africa, for example, because Africans will not take good care of them. It is not merely condescending to say I cannot return what I stole from you because you will not take good care of it. It is also lacking in basic logic. Since when has the basis of ownership been taking good care of what is owned? This position is paternalistic arrogance of the most stunning sort. It does not matter whether Africans or Asians or Latin Americans can take care of the art stolen from them. What matters is that it is theirs. Hi guys, how are you doing? Welcome again to another episode of our conversations. My name is Indira Ganga. I am a business journalist by profession and also a digital content creator. And I always enjoy coming on here and having a conversation about black people, Africans empowerment, and how we can rise up to the task and take our place at the global stage. Today, I want to feature an iconic African writer, a feminist, and a thought leader of our generation, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Now, this is something that had been in my mind even before I began researching Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie with regards to stolen art from the continent that is always displayed in Western museums. And there's a white person telling you the history of African African artifacts as if they would know anything about that, you know. And in researching it, I was looking at different scholars and different speakers and writers until I bumped into this speech by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And it hit home because a couple of years earlier, one of British ministers had been asked about the Benin bronzes and why they should be returned to Nigeria and why they're still in the British Museum. And I kid you not, this is what he heard to say. I think that they properly reside in the British Museum. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we shouldn't work uh, with the, the government in Nigeria uh, to see how we can um, for, for, share it with them. For, 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 forgive me, yeah. and I understand um, sharing, but they were stolen. Do you not think 
that they should be owned by the people that they were stolen from in the first place? Well, I think the, the problem with this, and of course, um, if we go back to things that happened in the, the, the 19th century mm. and judge them by uh, our values of today, it's completely uh, unacceptable. But uh, my concern about this is, where do you actually draw the, the, the line with this? The collections of our great national institutions have been developed over many, many centuries, in many times in uh, questionable uh, circumstances. I think the question now is about what we do with these. Mm. I love the Benin uh, bronzes. I've seen them many times throughout my life. And I think them being in the British Museum, uh, which is a world repository of heritage, allows people to see it. But look, that doesn't stop Understood. us from, oh, from, uh, from sharing it. OK, but ownership is key, right? Yeah. And the Nigerians say, the Nigerians say that if, when they get them back, they would almost certainly be happy to loan them back to you. But the fundamental problem is that they were stolen from the Nigerians and they want to own them. I completely accept that they were acquired at a time of um, rampant uh, uh, colonial expansion in, um, in, in Africa, in circumstances that I'm not in any way going to sort of uh, defend or condemn with the values of the, the, the 21st century. I think, though, the more important question is uh, how we ensure that the world can uh, enjoy this this marvellous heritage. A letter will soon be sent, mandated under international law by the Nigerian government to the British Museum, formally requesting return. You and I know that that would also require uh, laws, the Heritage Act and the British Museum Act, to be revoked or at least amended. Is that a realistic prospect? Uh, no, we have no plans uh, for, for doing that. Hold up! Excuse me, the audacity. It's, it's, it's the audacity. It's, it's, um, and I say this without the fear of contradiction. It's somebody knowing nothing about Benin bronzes, having no connection, spiritual, um, physical, racial, nothing, ancestral connection to those bronzes, having the audacity to claim stolen artifacts and say that I love them. What do you love about them? What do you know about the Benin bronzes that would make you love it? And if you love it, you, that's your own skewed perception. You're just greedy. You're selfish. You can't see beyond yourself and your white museums. And that's what gives you the, the audacity to go ahead and hold on to things that mean a lot more to people outside of your little balloon or little bubble that 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 enables you to continue operating with impunity around stolen arts and artifacts you know and Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie raises this point and says listen if it's not yours you have to return it and she tells a very important story because with some of these people they just think that oh it's just a benin bronze i mean what does it mean but it means something to these people it really does it's theirs it's them to you it's just an artifact but in benin those bronzes are the people of benin listen to what Chimamanda had to say there are Ikengas in various museums all over the world today. And it is easy to forget as we stare and admire them behind cold and clinical glass barriers that these are objects that are religious, spiritual, sacred. Art lives in history and history lives in art. 
Much of what we call African art are also documents that tell stories. Some are literal in their storytelling, like the beautifully ornate Benin stool that was sent to the Oba of Benin by his people when he was exiled by the British, and which he looked at and immediately could deduce from the carvings the state of his British plundered land. Other sculptures and carvings are more metaphorical. They speak to the dignity of a people, to their worldview, to their aspirations. Some of the early Christian missionaries across the African continent were very keen on destroying African art. Carved African deities, which they told the Africans were just magic. I cannot help but wryly wonder what could be more magical than the story of a man who dies and then magically rises again. A man who also manages to magically give his body as bread. And I say this, by the way, as a newly returned Roman Catholic. The point is that belief systems vary. And as long as they feed the spiritual needs of a people, they're valid. We cannot be dismissive of a belief system merely because it is unfamiliar to us. Just as we cannot be dismissive of a history because we are uncomfortable with it. The looting of African art and African artifacts and being able to greedily and selfishly hold on to them is being enabled by media and Western media. The way it's always covered, the questions that they ask around it, the way they portray these things on the media enables them to keep holding on to these things. You know, when you listen to Chimamanda Aliaron, she talks about the spiritual connection, the value that these things have to the people from which they were stolen from or they were taken from, you know. And when you look at how the media covers these things, you will not hear of those stories. You will just hear of them talking about, we are not sure where these things belong. We're not even sure if they're yours. We were gifted. You know, we can take better care of them. And these questions then blur the line of how do we move forward in terms of reclaiming what is ours and having it brought back to us. And speaking of power, Here's a headline I just read in a German publication. The headline says, where do Africa's treasures belong? Now imagine this headline differently. Imagine if it said, where do Germany's treasures belong? It would be a redundant question because of course, Germany's treasures belong in Germany. But the question would never even be asked because there would be no circumstance in which it would be because of power. And so it seems to me that what we are fundamentally grappling with in this space, in all of these questions about the Humboldt Forum, is power, unequal power, how we navigate unequal power relations. And there's always been to me something shabby about unequal power relations. The victory feels colorless, almost unearned. One of the things that has always baffled me is how the Western world always put themselves on such a higher pedestal than Africans. It's like somebody telling you, and I know that the world is really messed up right now, but all factors constant, nobody can take care of what is yours 
better than you. And so for the Western world to assume that they can take better care of, of our art and artifacts and they can preserve it better than us, it's really perplexing, you know? Why haven't, haven't, haven't um, you thought of the fact that if we created it, then we can be able to take care of it. We can be able to nurture it, you know. It's just shifting the goalpost, you know. And these are conversations that we really need to have and put at the center stage and say, listen, it is mine. What I choose to do with it is my business, you know. And that is a very simplistic way of looking at it because most of the things that were looted during colonialism meant a lot. If they didn't mean a lot to Africans, you wouldn't have taken it. And when something means a lot to you, you take good care of it. Some of the historical um, facts and artifacts and, and buildings that are located in Africa, they're still standing until today. You know, it's not just Western engineering and Western technology that works. Africa is not the dark continent that, that, that we've, we've, we've assumed for it to be. You know, we, we really need to start standing up to the West and telling them, listen, it's not up to you to tell me how I will maintain my art. It's not up to you to tell me what I will do with it. It is mine. It is purely my business to do with it what I please, as I please, because it has no connection to you. What do you know about praying to the gods? What do you know about it? So why are you so hell-bent on holding on to it? When we talk about this art that was stolen, we're told that they cannot be returned to Africa, for example, because Africans will not take good care of them. It is not merely condescending to say, I cannot return what I stole from you because you will not take good care of it. It is also lacking in basic logic. Since when has the basis of ownership been taking good care of what is owned? This position is paternalistic arrogance of the most stunning sort. It does not matter whether Africans or Asians or Latin Americans can take care of the art stolen from them. What matters is that it is theirs. The brilliant Nigerian artist Victor Hikameno put it much better than I could and in very Nigerian terms. He says, if I come and steal your rapper and I say I won't give you back your rapper because you will not tie it properly around your waist or you will not wash it well and so the colors will fade or this or that, all are irrelevant. The rapper is mine and I can do with it what I will, give me back my wrapper because it is mine. The metaphorical wrapper, for those of you who are befuddled by wrapper, it's a piece of cloth, should be returned for the reason that a hikameno illustrates, which is respecting the property of others, but also because Europe has defined itself as a place of certain values, progress, liberty, fraternity, tolerance, individual rights, and most of all, the rule of law. A nation that believes in the rule of law cannot possibly be debating whether to return stolen goods. It just returns them. And so if the dignity of those from whom the art was stolen does not matter, then surely this idea should matter, that Europe should be what it claims to be.
live up to the ideals with which you define yourself well guys chimamanda is just one of my favorite if you haven't read any of her books i would highly suggest that you pick up one of her books and read them go watch some of her speeches she's truly fantastic and she's a brilliant speaker to listen to and i couldn't be more happy and proud of the fact that this is also something that she has taken up and she is speaking about if you did like this video give it a thumbs up share it with somebody and comment down below what you think about chimamanda saying that what was stolen has to be returned with no excuses thank you so much for watching i'll see you again next time